Guys, I just I just want to proclaim that we are now recording. Um, Great. So, so this could all be all part right. of the uh, of the podcast. Yeah. And hopefully, this now works better than, than than Skype did. Yeah, Skype you know? was problematic at, at, at a little problematic. Past. So we'll go back to old-fashioned telephony. You know. I think hey, the next one is going to have to be live. It's going to be tough to get Alan here. The budget doesn't you really. Uh, well, is, it, is that Alan Prosty? A full-fledged you, member of the one percent. It is I. Wait, is can that you guys the... hear me? Yeah, I can hear you great. Yeah, I, it's I... very clear. I hear you all very well. Okay. We were saying, like, uh, uh, I guess Skype was too complicated. Got to go back to old-fashioned telephone wire. Keep it simple, you know, stupid. Mm-hmm. Some of these Marty Levin technology doesn't work as well as we always think. Yeah. Somebody so had a bad Wi-Fi Pearl connection. Ha- did you go to Pearl Harbor today? You know, I, I didn't, although I'm planning on going soon. It was real, obviously really crowded. You know, everything's really busy here. <laughs> it's pretty, <laughs> I have to say, one of, the, one of the things you notice when you live in Hawaii, there's like every one of the armed forces has a base here. And there's right. so many military people here. And, you, you know, you get a different perspective. But well, I've always respected the military, but I, I have a, a, almost meeting a lot of these people as I go along, you get a much different perspective on things. Um, but, yeah, it's pretty pretty regular here, just down by Pearl Harbor. It's pretty busy. And, Alan, Pearl how Harbor. long will you be out in Hawaii for? How long are, are you planning to stay there? Is this your new home, or is this uh... – it is, it is our home until April. Then we're probably coming back to New York, and then I'm going to figure out what to do at that point. Ideally, I'd love to go back and forth, but that's not so cheap to do. So, you know, I can't really maintain two homes. So, yeah, especially in my... people who go what to Hawaii, snowbirds. It's but it's hard to maintain two homes in Honolulu and 
in New York. It's the most expensive. <laughs> it's sort of the other side of the globe. And they're also both this very is, expensive. It's just as expensive in Honolulu as it is in New York. It's ridiculous. Because it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. Here. Yes, everything needs to be sent there. Gasoline is very expensive in Hawaii. Yeah, but still. All right. Not only is it expensive, but it's impo- like getting stuff like furniture here. There's limited choices. Nobody ships from the mainland except for, you know, at a very high rates. So, but Can you get Amazon you know, Prime? No, you can't. You can, but it's not the same. It's not same day stuff. And it's, oh, it's wow. much different. It's like, you, you it's know, weird. We know a lot of people in Hawaii, and we have thought about that. And I don't know if you saw recently that they have been encouraging teachers to come there and giving them big bonuses. But it is a bit isolating. That's you know the one reason that I, I would have a hard time moving there. Although it's wonderful to right. be there. Right. It's it's definitely like I do feel this feeling of being thousands of miles and a five-hour plane ride from anywhere. And it's not even like it's just that's not even like uh, that, that's that's literally the case. There's not even a ma- an island anywhere near here. It's really bizarre. And I don't know if I could ever live here thinking that I was going to just be here for good. It would be very difficult. I mean, Honolulu's a real city. It's got real things, restaurants and culture and stuff like that. But you're isolated, like you said. You know what? I'll just have to hang out here with Barry Obama. Yeah, it's, and you'll be he's further back, away right? from Donald Trump. Exactly. No, he's, he's moving to Washington. He's not leaving Washington. Sorry. And he's, he's also getting anywhere. a place in California. He's not coming. He's not going anywhere. If anything, I have a feeling. An interesting <laughs> if anything, I have a feeling he's going to get pretty vocal after he's no longer president. I, I've always said that, and I think more so now than, than, than I did back maybe two years ago, you know, when it was possible that, you know, maybe Mitt Romney would be the president. But now it's, uh, it'll, it'll be something. Well, there's no other... Who else is out there to actually represent the Democratic Party at this point? I don't know. It's a good question. <laughs> Bernie, uh, Nancy Pelosi, Harry Reid, Keith Ellison, Bernie. <laughs> you know, Ellison, I, it, it perple- it, it's I'm with you on this. I just don't it, know why they would ever. And how Pelosi get get reelected to that position? Like, really, you're not going to make a change a little bit? Just get somebody well, who's maybe under under seventy. It, it worked really well with Hillary Clinton, so they're going to duplicate that. Just <laughs> going to keep that rolling, huh? You know, I mean, listen, you look at the, you look at the Democratic power. leaders. Steny Hoyer is like 97 years old. Uh, Chuck Schumer's the kid. I know. It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. It's, 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 I don't, and, you know, I almost, I, I don't, what I don't want to happen, I don't want someone from the far left an Elizabeth Warren or even a Bernie Sanders. Like, I don't want them to be the voice of what the Democratic Party should be focusing on at this point. I, I guess I'm just more moderate than they are. I feel like I feel left out right now as, as someone who I know most always say oh, I'm like a liberal, big government, whatever. I'm really not like socially. I am on social issues, no question, but on everything else, I'm not. And I feel like, who the fuck is representing me now? There's no well, one out there representing me. Well, that's that's a perfect microcosm of why the Democrats lost. 
Yeah, but I don't feel Agreed. so dissimilar to Allen. I don't feel so like Trump's not my guy. So it's not like, oh yeah, I'm, I'm, you know, I hope he does. I mean, I hope he does great, but I'm not sort of like in his corner, you know, and everything he does, I think, is golden. I kind of feel the same way that like, well, you know, I don't feel he's sort of deserving of the presidency. I mean, he's there, and I, I'm glad he's there rather than Hillary. But at the same time, you know, he's. I, I, I feel a little bit out in the woods myself. You know. What about yeah, what about you, Ed? Uh, I'm, uh, I think this is really has the potential to uh, to to be really catastrophic for this country. And, uh, <laughs> I was waiting for the, the appropriate adjective. <laughs> I was waiting for fantastic. <laughs> yes, it's terrific, it's tremendous. Uh, you know, it, it's just you know. I think there's only one near parallel in history, and it's funny because like I, I I've had this experience of having read the biography of every president we've ever had including the, you know, the guys we don't know. And I think I, like, I feel like I'm going to give it up because I don't know if I could read Trump's biography. But if you were like <laughs> reading a book on like top 10 things that autocrats do, he's doing all of them. Uh, yeah. I'm, I'm I still think too. he has no idea what the constitution means. Uh, this talk about the millions of uh, illegal voters, you know, this is like textbook autocrat stuff. Let me exaggerate my popularity, you know, to an extent that it's it's not real. Uh, it's, uh, other things as well. It's it's almost uh, he doesn't respect processes that we've had, and, and maybe that's wrong. But I think it's it's too much shock to the system that he tweets and he doesn't speak to reporters. Uh, the idea this this carrier how, deal which just, everybody how, how is talking often did uh how often did Obama speak to reporters uh, uh more often they're than saying uh, it was no they're saying it was the most closed administration ever well there's something you're right he didn't speak to the press as much but it's, he certainly gave a press conference after he got elected you know he he and trump has not uh well, the, 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 the times they're changing. Media is changing. Media is not the press anymore. Media I agree. And, 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 and it is. I mean, to Trump's, to Trump's credit, it's, it's a much more adversarial relationship between Trump and the press than Obama and the press for, you know, a multitude of reasons. I mean, um, Alan and I were talking about this the other day. I mean, you know, given the simple fact that Obama was the first, you know, black man elected president, I mean, that in and of itself carried this great sort of historic precedent. So he was, he was, he was you know, treated almost as like... Um, not just as a man, but as sort of a statement in terms of where we were as a society. Obama will go down in history as being the eggshell president. The eggshell president? What? I don't know what that means. Yeah. <laughs> it means people were, were afraid to walk around him because it would crack things open. Yeah, the Republicans so really careful. took it easy on Obama, his entire administration. I would say that there was a feeling of goodwill when Obama came through. Except for from the Republican Congress, who treated him like shit. Uh, well, no, I mean, in fairness, in fairness, though, like, like I, 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 listen, I'm all for the first black president, but I, I found him to be, you know, woefully, like, underqualified for the office. You know, there was the Jeremiah Wright stuff, there was sort of the shady history. So, you know, it was great that a black man was elected president, but as a, as a man, I definitely had my doubts and concerns about him. So, what is you know, the shady history? I understand that Jeremiah Wright is the shady history where he was born. 
Um, no, no, nothing to do with where he was born, but sort of how he was raised. I mean, the fact that he was like spent most, you know, a good part of his youth in Indonesia, we, we, um, we not in the United States. Not, and shady is maybe a bad word, but he sort of lived in mysterious elements. All right, because when that? you say shady, that is a, you know, that's certainly... A I know. Story. Well, the Jeremiah Wright, the, the William Ayers the, connections, I mean, there was, the there was that. The William Ayers connection was extremely thin and, and, and long before, but let's not relitigate the Obama years. No, uh, no, no, okay, let's just, yeah, on, the, right. on the surface. I'm, just, I'm right. just contrasting it with the way Trump came in, and, and I agree, like, the Trump thing, I mean, certainly he's not the first, you know, rich white man to be elected president, so, so that, that historic precedent thing is out the window. And, and the Actually, he, he is. At this level of his claimed wealth. Yeah, they I were well off people. Well, Kennedy I mean, was pretty well off. FDR is, was well off. The, well, Roosevelt is the only comparison. What about Kennedy? No. Kennedy did not have the... the, the he didn't have the business, but the they, they had the, like, he didn't he have the wealth. money. You know, the, it's, the, the question is going to be, Trump cannot truly divest himself of his businesses because he's Trump. That that is his businesses. Right, it's his name. You know that 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 will will be the that will be the thing that you know what though. So what? On. Don't run for fucking president then if you can't you can't put yourself. <laughs> and he keeps saying he doesn't care about his Why businesses. Why does he get a pass on that? Why does he get a pass? I don't. I don't care. Then don't run for president if you're not He's willing not to make yourself He's not getting a pass. But then on the bullish. other hand... He's not getting a pass? Not, no. Okay. Well, we'll learn. He's getting sure a little bit of a pass. There was a story on Fox tonight about how, like, the, the Trump Hotel is doing so well in Washington, and some Japanese diplomats said, you know, of course I'm going to stay here. Like, I want, when I meet with Mr. Trump, I want to tell him how wonderful his hotel is. So right. it's, so it's similar to the Hillary, change? like, then the Hillary Clinton thing. the name where, of the hotel. I mean, that doesn't really matter, does it? Do? I, mean, they could, <laughs> I don't know. But it's still the sort of thing where, like, even if it's not a sort of blatant uh, payoff or bribe or what have you, favor, it, there, there's still sort of that, like, even unconsciously things might take place where you don't want them the to. Emoluments that's clause the emoluments That's the that, issue. As, as far as I know, that emoluments clause, it has nothing to do whether he asks for a bribe. It's the taking, it's the taking of it's any gifts. gifts of any sort. Yeah, but you could say, like, staying financial. in a hotel, you're, you're paying for valuable staying services. Staying in a hotel a gift? Yes, if, if it's you're paying, you're paying that that a gift. If you're, if you're getting some benefit from a foreign government as president, it's, you know, and, and listen, this is stuff that nobody's ever had to think about before, because you're right, nobody ever came through this business. But if he really meant what he said, that he doesn't care about his business, what he's doing is now is too important, he would instru- he would hire somebody and instruct them to sell his properties because this is indeed more important. Yeah, but the issue is, I, is like a lot of the properties aren't even his. It's it's really the branding and the licensing of his name. So I don't even know it. how you go about divesting so that. Sell, you sell that business like yeah, you can sell licensing businesses. It happens in the apparel business all the time. Right. You sell right. It, so, all right. Sell so the let's license. say he, he knows the best people. He should be able to find the people who know how to do this. All right. It, let's say he does. What do you won't. think? Something like this happens overnight? It could take no, I, 10 I, years to digest no, it it but, but he can hire he somebody needs now he needs to, one to run his businesses with the instruction to sell everything by date certain. And, and he could put it. He could it. put it in a trust, you know, pending the sale. Right. So there's there's plenty that he can do, and 
He's, he said and no, and you're that. assuming he's not going to. So far, well, actually, he does have a, a press conference scheduled for. I think I think the fifteenth. He he's having a press conference to discuss this stuff. He is. Well, uh, that's true. I'm troubled I, by I his. Low, I have low hopes for what he plans. <laughs> I'm sure. Well, I'm Nobody also I'm troubled by these. He's actually expanding his business. That's going to be the announcement. Uh, I'm troubled by well, the thank you rallies, which are continuing with the lock it up and, and this and that. And again, this is like the kinds of things that who goes out and does rallies? Autocrats. It's a, li- it's a little distasteful. I agree with you. No. It's, it's, Obama it's another did thing the same out of the autocratic thing. playbook. Did he? Did Obama do the same thing? Yes. <laughs> Obama did the really? same thing. So did George Bush. Every president does it after they win. I don't know. Uh, I mean, no, I remember Obama in though. Chicago the night of the election. I don't remember yeah, the anything night of the election. That. He then didn't go on a tour. And, and, yes, he did. Afterwards, he did not he did continue also. the campaign in this measure. He went on. I read about this. He went <laughs> on a train he tour. He went on a train stop tour with the Biden, like down a certain part of the country, just stopping okay. in a variety of places, seeing him, seeing America. Listen, so that, that's the same thing then. It's yeah. Uh, but he also wasn't con- thing? He wasn't coming out like, boy, did we win and, and, and the illegal voting. It's it's all of this stuff. It, it, it's beyond distasteful. It's again the only near parallel in history is Andrew Jackson. Look, I think the way I look at this, you know, it, I mean, there's also Sheldon Soffer. Don't forget to see the, sure. the hysteria being created on uh, on. On <laughs> I agree with Moose on this. I mean, like the prof- I call it like the prophylactic hate of just like as if there's like you know gangs of Nazis knocking on your doors, like ready, ready to take you away. Like you're like easy, you know, like 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 everyone's a little too nuts. You know, uh, unfortunately, though, I understand you know, my, that you, my you know where that comes from. But the edge point, are, were, were traumatized for a week. They couldn't leave the house. <laughs> Well, I don't think I'm speaking hysterically. I think I'm, you know, basically. No, 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 you're I, not. You're not. I've got does. people on Facebook, though, who are just like, like, it's you're, still you're every day. Like, like what are we going to do? Frankly, to Ed's point about how autocrats behave and strongmen behave, it rarely just comes, oh, today things are fine and tomorrow people are being put away and things are, the press is being right. completely repressed. It creeps up on you, and he's doing all. Yeah, but you know what? I feel like smell of that. It, it doesn't creep up and, on you in the United States. And I don't think I don't think it, it does hasn't. creep up. And I think it's, in today's it's world, quite ridiculous. Really? In today's world, where like everyone's connected, and we can report on what happened. The only president to ever put people away was a Democrat. I'm not talking about Democrat or Republican here. Me neither. Yeah. Like, just, just on the more philosophical note, though, as far as it creeping up, like I just feel like you know the Nazi Germany comparisons. Like, you know, listen, 1938. And I, I don't know what kind of technology existed where people could say, "Yo, Kristallnacht took place." I hate this. This is this is crazy. People could speak up. Like that that kind of a medium just didn't exist. So, I mean, I feel like even if a strong and I don't think Trump is a strong man. I guess it, the proof will be in the pudding. But if if a strong man was to come along and a true autocrat, a dictator type come along, I, I, I think they'd be squashed by the public. I think people would just be on to it and call, call that shit out. I mean, similar no, to the way people the are calling Trump out now. Squash it. I think it's what the public wants. What do you mean? The public wants a strong man. This is not a, a country of smart people. Well, I think you're getting... Uh, I, don't, I don't know where you're going with that. That's both on the left and the right. 
Yeah, when I say strong man, I'm talking like 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 beyond the pal. As much as Trump is an autocrat, (laughs) no, listen, I I never compare. Be the same exact thing. Uh, I'll never compare anybody to Hitler unless they're committing genocide. Yeah, I agree. You know, th- 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 I that's agree. beyond the pale. You know, I, you, you don't throw a Hitler mustache on anybody. You know, unless it's like you know Milosevic. You know, like. Well, no, that's not <laughs> true. Ed, your neighbor used to. The kid who lived next door to you. <laughs> he was worthy of a of a Hitler well, mustache. What was his name? The Silvers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he used to, he used to say yes. you let us in camp pictures of Hitler uh, all over them. The Silvers, uh, they sound I, like they're, they're a fine, upstanding Jewish I, family. I, I think they are. I don't remember that aspect of the Silvers. <laughs> kind of we, an odd accusation. We did call I, the mother of the FBI because she was nosy as shit. But, you know, I remember you getting mail from him in camp. Big <laughs> 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 Oh yes, the was it like 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 Nazi Reagan. propaganda in the mail to bring a historical like a copy of Mein Kampf? <laughs> I, I, I honestly no, no, don't remember that. It wasn't Nazi memorabilia. He just liked drawing Hitler pictures. I have no memory of this. <laughs> <laughs> well, what I postcard to get uh, Joseph the, the, Goebbels. The, the, the I'm, and, I'm interested. And their Nazi imagery aside. Uh, you know, so we don't, but, but there are, you know, like, not talking about, you know, but somebody who's like, like Putin, who did not respect uh, even the Russian constitutional uh, right. limits. And I think that with Trump, there's A, a lack of respect for the Constitution, and B, doesn't know exactly what's in the Constitution. <laughs> I agree with you. I, I think I agree with you completely. You know, I, and it's funny because, you know, I'm teaching government. I, I honestly don't think he would pass the Constitution quiz in my class. I don't think so either. And, and, and it's a little scary, right? You don't even think, like, now that he, he's even president-elect, he'd say, like, at night, you know what? Let me, let me take a look at the Constitution and see what it says. Like, just out, of, just, just out of curiosity, you know? He's a man who thinks he knows better than everyone about everything that he doesn't need, you know, he, whatever decisions he makes are the right ones. He doesn't need to learn about it. His, his instinct is enough to make the decisions that are right, and he believes that. The guy truly well, and winning an election go is only going to cement that further, right? Listen, everything he said would happen, he was right about. So, you know, it, it only confirms that. And, you know, listen, maybe I am crazy. Maybe this is the best thing that ever could have happened for America, and I'm blind to it. It's possible. I just don't see it. But, and the other reason I don't I see it. Listen, here, here's why it can't be the best thing that ever happened for America. <laughs> On some level, <laughs> no, no, I'm just, I mean, all right. I, I know, I know, I know. Anything. But on some level, don't we want to have respect for our leaders, for their values, for the way they conduct themselves, the way they treat I, people. I've been saying this for 25 years, Trump, absolutely. Donald Trump is the opposite of that. There is nothing about that man that I want Burke or Reese to emulate. It has nothing to do with making money. It's ha- the, everything is not, the means don't justify, the ends don't justify the means. And, and on one level, I don't want that man representing me. He does, but I he does. admit that, that he does. He represents America, but I'm embarrassed by him because he's not what a true leader is, the people we respect. Well, well the good we... news is, in four years, you can vote for Hillary Clinton again. <laughs> you know, <it's> funny, <laughs> everyone knows I had no, I couldn't stand her either. I just looked at her. Whether you 
I'd rather take the status quo over her or not. what, what and you can doing. vote for her in four years. Because and I'll blame Hillary Clinton for the loss. candidate coming down the uh, pike. I cannot That's imagine she's true. coming back. And <laughs> Biden is more likely than she is to Joe run in four Biden years. Joe not coming back. Won't Biden be like 87? Don't it's going to be Andrew Biden. Cuomo. It's going to be it's Cory Booker. Be, uh, Cory Booker. And, and, and they could easily win. And, and, and let, let me just say like that Trump did and Obama did. Easily hey, win. Everyone so, thought Hillary Clinton would win easily. We did, uh, but only because I, I didn't was, say they will be easily win. I said there could. was such a smugness in this country over her winning that people totally forgot that there was a country between you know, uh, Los Angeles and New York. You know, the other and thing I think that, that's a little And those people spoke up. Yeah. Because they, 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 they were tired of being lectured to by the elitists on the left and west coast. Uh, that's I, that's you, part of it, but the, uh, the bigger part yeah, of it. Yeah, but I still it, think the elitists on the left and west, like they had an interest in getting it right. Like, like, no, like, they didn't. Yes, they did. No they they want to win the election. Right. The interest was in staying in power and everyone was 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 swayed because hillary was ordained to be the president of the country and, and the information was no it was that more than right nobody believed that was. it had nothing Look, to do clear? with white supremacy it had nothing yes, it, to do yes, with with anything other than the fact that you had an arrogant candidate who was totally unqualified to be president running for president. Well, I right, certainly agree with the arrogant totally part. Unqualified. I, I, I don't agree with the totally unqualified, <laughs> and, and I think that that's, uh, you know, well, uh, we don't even have to go there. People will make their own judgments on that. <laughs> right. uh, but I do want to say that, to, to me, there's two reasons that she lost. Number one, she was a lousy candidate. She was like Martha Copley in Massachusetts. Terrible. That's Terrible. the primary reason. She was a bad uh, candidate. Uh, that's number one. The other thing, and I'm giving Trump credit, for the last two weeks of the campaign, he actually kept his mouth shut, didn't say crazy shit, and no scandal came out. So and worked his, and, and worked his ass off. Uh, yeah, and, and, worked, and worked his ass then, off. Then there's but the it, third side. Wait, 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 let, 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 let me just bring in this. a little conspiracy. Is that Hillary Clinton is actually very sick, and oh, that's, that's why she couldn't run an effective campaign. You know, uh, that's uh, just... I don't, I don't think know. that's I mean, so crazy. It, it, it's just I don't think that's crazy. Speculation and, and who knows? I'm not disagreeing. I think it's a credible but theory. I don't think it's wild out, speculation. Was, I think it's a credible why theory. Why was she not out campaigning? Uh, you know, it, it, you could say because she was a shitty candidate, but, you know, she went out. She was on this road for most of, like, two years. The fact that... If she were that sick, there's no way that that she could have done this. It's, it, so I, I, I don't. That's, no, I agree. If you want to say I that think we're that, missing, you know, that's well, I guess I, you know. On the, the interesting thing will be that the time will tell on this, right? If all of a sudden I within two years, if you want to throw out a conspiracy theory, there's one. I, you know, but that still doesn't mean she would have won or lost because the people who didn't vote for her because they thought she was sick were inclined to believe that and were never going to vote for her. It's the, the reason you also had, aside from being a horrible won. candidate, it's the people who didn't come out to vote who right. might and, have if and they she, had seen no, her. No, and she it's was the, the last one. Voters, You're right, she still got to Minnesota, Wisconsin, and Michigan. 
She, she had up. she had no message either, right? Like, what was her what was her candidate, candidacy about? It's it was her turn. I know, I but like, that's ridiculous. Terrible. I mean, it's like, and the ironic thing about her always was like she would never have been in that position had she not been married to Bill Clinton. So this like feminist icon is going to be the first woman president simply because, but for her being married to a prior president, which always struck me as this like ridiculous irony about her, like. That's not really feminism, is it? Like the first female president should be someone who really, like, comes up through the ranks on her own because of her Clearly own merit. An imperfect vessel. There's no question about there it. You go. We're yeah. all in complete. We're all in complete agreement on this about her being a, a horrible, horrible candidate. But I think what ultimately happened was that you had a group of blue collar. I mean, the voting pack was bigger than this, of course, but there was a whole group of people blue-collar workers, union types of workers who voted for Obama twice, and their yeah. world hasn't gotten any better. It hasn't gotten any better because even though unemployment is very low, the quality of jobs have shifted. Those blue-collar jobs, those factory jobs are not here. They're not coming back. And Trump promised these people the world that he was going to do all the things that's going to deliver for them. I don't think he can because I just don't think he can change the tide of automation and globalization. Right. And I think Lay, eventually lower, lower salaries see, internationally, right? Exactly. And, I, and, and at some point, they're going to realize that things aren't really uh, – unemployment's not going to go lower. Unless we get wages to start rising dramatically, I don't see how the, he's going to be satisfying – that whole crew that real that's who really elected him at the end of the day yeah i, I agree and hillary didn't speak to these people she ran no, a, she didn't know, even try uh, she didn't even she try. ran an identity <laughs> politics campaign you know reaching out to latinos and blacks and women yep. and transgender and and even the people around her were uh, were so unexceptional but i would see these guys on tv this look robbie and, and jane fallon yeah, i agree like, they were like vanilla ice cream, you know? It was like there was nothing there. And, you know, not surrounding yourself with good people is is a bad sign of leadership. So the, the big, fact that the Hillary big question Clinton, will be yeah, – go ahead. Sorry, Ed. No, I'm saying so, – so, you know, I, I don't say that there's any conspiracies. It was just maybe the bad fortune that she had the last scandal. Maybe like if there was one more Trump scandal, it would have gone the other way. She ended maybe. up right. holding the bag. And, you know, Trump won narrowly in three states. It could have gone, you know, uh, either way. Uh, I, I don't make anything with these recounts or the popular vote. He yeah, won the election. Stupidity. That's our system. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. you know, it, it was she lost it. I think the big question is going to come with how aggressive they are dismantling all the social programs that these same voters and middle America need and rely on. And Which ones, like Obamacare do, or, or things beyond that? Uh, from Obamacare, Obamacare, Medicare, Medicaid, all, all of that stuff. If they really start gutting it and privatizing it. I, I think Medicare and Medicaid will be expanded. Be... I think Obamacare is done. I think, think Obamacare will... is going to be come back in the exact same form with a few tweaks, and it's just going to be called something. Right. They just won't call it Obamacare. Don't call it sure. Medicaid expansion or, you know. Yeah. Well, I mean, so long as you do away with the individual Medicaid mandate. expanded. Well, yeah, you know, no, I, I don't so, understand why it was like that. To me, that was always the mystery. It's like, wait, if we have this issue, why aren't we just expanding the system that's in existence now and, and give subsidies to people? Everyone who didn't have insurance should have been put on Medicaid. Th that's well, the bottom there was line. No, 
I believe the left would have been perfectly happy with the solution yeah, like I that. Think that. No, the left, the left didn't that, want that at all. Why? That's they Medicaid, wanted a single-payer type of Medicaid program. Medicaid was no? degrading. Well, the, the whole object of Obamacare, if you listen to some people, was to fail. And they knew it was going to fail. And this, this guy from California even admitted it that the, the whole object was, was it to fail so they could have a single-payer system. No, that's one I guy who said that. Have. I know who you're talking we, about. We should have a single-payer system in this we country. We should. The yeah, but it should, be, it should be an elective versus a private insurance system. Like You should be able to well, have no. one or the if, other. If there should be a single-payer, but on top of that, there should be levels where if you want to pay, you get additional services. Right, but, and, the yeah, but that should be privately. Time, that should be a, through a private, private company, not right. through the government. And and the right. hard time is, is that the the Democrats or the left has to convince their voters that you're going to have medical care, but if someone wishes to pay more, they're going to have better medical care. Everybody well, does well, not deserve to have equal medical care. Well, that, uh, it's funny. Say, it, that's, that to me is that is the essential issue of this. Is like if you have two people who are dying of the same disease, and somebody is wealthier than the other person, does that wealthier person deserve better access to treatments than, than the not as wealthy person? Yes, and they that do. And that's the philosophical underpinning issue it. of our medical system. Well, uh, I want to uh, weigh in here because, uh, first of all, the reason that they have private insurance in here is because the insurance company lobby, you know, wouldn't go for the public interest, and that's why it's not Medicaid for all, which is what a public uh, option would be. I agree that if you want to buy private insurance, go ahead and buy private insurance. But I think that the government program should be the government program. You're so, if you have enough money and you want to opt out and do it privately, go ahead. Exactly. But, but you still got to yeah, pay. I don't think, the, yeah. But you still got to pay your your share into the public system. Right. And, no. and you. So the question is: is what is the what is the Trump government going to do with this? Uh, I don't think they're, they're going gonna, down any direction near that. I think they're going to go to. Well, well, I've always been interested in this concept I, of like that. It was a sort of a, a state by state system that you couldn't compete across state lines for whatever reason. That seemed to me like ridiculous. That's so the insurance see companies. You, well, I'm curious to see if you open that up and make, make, it, make every state competitive, every insurance company, what that does, what that does to premiums and stuff. Um, and I also think there should be different tiers, right? Like for me personally, like I'd be happy to go to the doctor for every year because, you know, if I go to the doctor and I have my checkup, I'll pay him for my checkup. But I, I want catastrophic medical insurance. Like if something really bad happens, you know, I want to be able – to, to know that I'm, you know, it's not going to put me in a, in a but, hole financially. But that is available right now. Yeah, I mean, it really isn't. I mean, through Obamacare, and I know through Obamacare because it I'm, I'm self-employed. I thought it was available, and I'm not an expert it's, on Obamacare. It's not available through Obamacare. No, it's not. Uh, it, but it almost is that way because I, I had to go to Obamacare right away because I'm self-employed. So, but the deduct and, and the premiums always increased with Obamacare, like, but they always increased before anyway. The thing with Obamacare that, that was nutty was the deductibles were, went from like, you know, $3,000 to like $15,000. So right. it almost it, became this exactly. catastrophic policy. That is, well, you know, that, that is, listen, I, I am so lucky that I'm in a good union. You know how much my, and it's outrageous how much my insurance is. Not that I'm paying, I pay some of it. 
Mm-hmm. I'm doing it on Cobra now. Cause I, yeah, but cause we're, we're going to be dealing with that, Ed. I, I hope so, because my insurance should not cost thirty-eight thousand dollars a year. The union days are going to be over soon. <laughs> well, I think that we're taking Ed's health insurance. It seems to me that the one of the biggest issues that that turned health healthcare into a problem was, and I don't know when this happened, was at the time that companies became responsible <laughs> for covering health care for their yes. employees. It's so if we never did like, that, what a stupid had, process that had, is! Right, and we had one big huge pool of people. I think the thing would well, operate a lot more efficiently. Well, you have to remember, it was a a selling point to come to work for a company because they were offering to pay your health insurance. Right, but but that's to, to me. Doesn't that make our companies there's too many? Less there's too many interests in the world. But doesn't that make our What's companies that? less competitive in the world if they absolutely have to pick this cost? That's number one, and that. The worst, just as bad, because it's bad for the companies and workers who feel like they, even though their job is terrible and I hate it, I can't leave it, not because of the salary, but because of the because the health, insurance. health insurance. I have children. Right, particularly you know, if somebody's I, sick I, in their I, family I and they have to now get a new business. policy. I own my own business, and we used to pay 100% of our employees' health insurance. They yeah. didn't have to pay a cent. We paid it. Then, used to right. around the, the early 90s, suddenly health insurance costs started spiking. Ridiculously. And, and, and so we, 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 we jumped each year to a different health insurance company to keep the costs down. And then, slowly and incrementally, we had to start taking it out of people's paychecks me too where we reached a point where people were paying 60 percent and we were paying 40 health right. insurance costs are one of the biggest burdens to corporations right it's a terrible thing should be, why did we create should this be system? the biggest backers the of, horrible of, system. of you, a single payer and the bottom line is right like it's so indirect like you've got a doctor and a patient like those are the two parties but now you've got an insurance company your employer like, Your as soon HR as you start person. disintermediating all those interests, it's going to become a nightmare. And, and that's why it's more expensive. Exactly. It's, it's three One of the main reasons it's paid. more expensive. It's also more expensive because the president and CEO of uh, Blue Cross Blue Shield is making $65 million a year. And yeah, th- that's true as well. And Salary. Well, and there's also uh, incentives for over... Treating and you know over testing because exactly right and, and if you get paid Medicaid Medicare you, you you know you're you're guaranteed to get it. I was talking to a doctor friend of mine and I said how come like hospitals just don't sort of become the insurance company like vertically integrate so that your primary care physician is you know part of Mount Sinai let's say and if he's got to you know send you over for an MRI it's part of the Mount Sinai MRI system and they're saying like like Mount Sinai at least or one of the hospitals I think it's Mount Sinai is actually in the process of doing this. And it makes so much sense to me that let, that let me pay my premium every month to Mount Sinai. So they're the insurance company and the, and the health company so that at least now those decisions are, are sort of, you know, um, being made by them alone and me and as opposed to my employer and some, some third-party insurance company. Well, that, that, that's, that's done already. I mean, it's, it's on the West Coast, that's the way it's been for a long time. Really? Because people had the Kaiser Permanent Insurance, 
And then they started buying hospitals because it was cheaper for them to buy the hospital and pay themselves than it was to pay an outside hospital. So that, that, and that's the way it's, I mean, North Shore is going that way here in New York, that they're bringing everything in, that they want to control all the costs of it. Because okay, and then let people cheap, choose between those vertically integrated systems. You know, and, and I, if I, someone goes to the emergency room, they're still going to be treated. I feel like we're having a more robust conversation about this than any of the politicians seem to be having. <laughs> I know, I know. I, this isn't anything that I hear coming from the Paul Ryan crowd right. about, you know, in the, about how they're going to fix health care. Listen, on this health care... You don't hear them talking about how they're going to fix health care. On this podcast, we solve health care. You don't hear them talking about how they're going to fix the educational <laughs> system in this country. Those are the two I main, just, and the third thing you don't hear them talking about, and probably they should because it's intertwined in, in just about everything, is the total social destruction of this country. The what destruction? Yeah, social? The destruction of the family unit as a family. And how You're talking about going back all, to the great, all, the great society the thing? All of the single-family, yes, no, uh, single-parent uh, households. And well, before, single before parent we go households, on, the, those are overwhelming things. That's going to be a tough Don't one to solve. You, <laughs> part of it is just with, with, with reducing incarceration. Could, uh, I, I, listen, man, the that. biggest issue for me, the number one issue that, that if we reversed it would have the greatest like, like positive effect on our society is end the war on drugs. Yes. A hundred percent. Number one, if you did and that, that uh, it, it, it would, you know, but billions you know, nobody's of dollars talking about that either. Expenses and the money deficit and revenue. The, the, the DA is planning on going in and using, he's talking about the federal government overruling the states, which they can, and going in and taking legal action against marijuana users uh, across the yeah. I mean, I, I mean, that this guy Jeff Sessions and Donald Trump, I don't know, you know. Uh, Donald Trump I don't know. I think Trump's sort of a libertarian Trump. on that stuff. I think he's going to leave it alone. We'll see. Because I think he's a populist, right? I think if people are, you know, most people want legalized marijuana. And I'm not even talking marijuana. I'm talking like legalize everything. Fuck it. You know what? We're adults. But, you know, I I, I, if they go back care. on that, I'm just going to be, I'm, I'll lose my mind. Before we go there, I, there's one thing that really is, I find disturbing. And, and I'm just curious what your guys' take is. All we've been hearing from the GOP for eight years or six, whatever it is, is we're going to repeal and replace Obamacare instantaneously. The first hour, this is what I'm going to do. Right. They've had eight, six years to come up with plans. They don't even have a plan at this moment. Now they're saying they we're going to repeal it, but we're going to say it's going to, everything's going to stay for two or three years while we figure out a new plan. I've seen no, no I think there have been multiple have plan. plans that have been proposed, but none, none that there's a consensus on. And, and every plan well, is, were, let's keep the, no, uh, that you can keep, that you can get insurance with a you know, prior existing condition, that you can keep uh, you, your children on your plan until you're 26. They want all the good stuff on Obamacare. And the insurance companies are telling them, you've got to get the young people in in order to do that. How are you going to do that without forcing people to be part of it? Like, 
That's how, you know, like a group and, and, it's, and you're right. And I wish that Obama... And then you can't force them because then it's unconstitutional, right? It can't be, it can't be a, 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 tax. a tax. It's it has a to be a penalty, that, you know, right. Uh, but, but that's why, you know, the thing I don't like about Obamacare and the problem with it from the beginning is the way it was done, that it was just one party doing it. But it would have been a lot better if the Republicans said, like, let us, you know, have our say in it as well. They and did, though. So. Don't you remember there was that meeting where, like, Paul Ryan was televised. They were around, like, a, a, like a conference room table, and, yeah, and Obama was, was like, meeting, I'm not having... And, 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 and immediately after, Chuck Grassley walks out and starts talking about the uh, So it, 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 was, it was all for show. One Republican was I think, yeah, I think it was all for show for both parties. I don't think uh, Obama was listening to anything, because Paul Ryan came in prepared, I think, for that thing. And, no, that's and he when just sort of blew him uh, off. Obama said, I won. That was, the, that was the way. first meeting after, after they won. He was so much less arrogant about that, for example, than George W. Bush was. He One time he said, we won. Elections have consequences. And for eight years I've heard Republicans and conservatives quote that one thing that he said at that meeting. Let that shit go already. Uh, well, I'll let that go, but come on, the executive order stuff. Right, I mean, because he, I, had, not a, he had a go. Congress that wouldn't, that wouldn't do anything. Eventually, well then you can't. Well then, do don't do. Order. Then you can't do it. Uh, then you know, well, you and blame it on Congress. There's, there well, are he could do it, and they could take him to court because we have a system of checks and balances. Exactly, exactly. Maybe he did push it and go over the line on a couple of them, but clearly, presidents through the ages have given, have used the executive order as a way to to take certain types of actions that are constitutional and allowable. But there's, yeah, but I don't think on things as big as this immigration issue uh, on the Iran deal. I don't think I don't think things of that magnitude. The Iran deal was maybe more I'm the immigration mistaken, issue. He was absolutely right to do it the way that he did it because the, the Republicans were not going to vote. He had his first two years in office. He had a, he had a Democratic uh, Senate and a House of Representatives. He didn't do he anything. He also had a so, well, you know. still in Obamacare. You can't do all of these legislative <laughs> okay. initiatives like that. Okay. Yeah, I think you know, not, I don't think this is that productive. I think we should be focusing on, do we even think Trump, there's any chance in the world, Moose, I'll ask you, Howie, Ed, of course, too. Do you think Trump is going to solve and the GOP is going to solve health care? Do you think they're going to come up with a solution? Not not to my satisfaction, no, because I I want a single payer. So they're not going to accomplish that either. It's like... and that's all we have to worry about right now, looking backwards about how I think, Obama... I think the himself. only solution is what I spoke about before, which is the vertical integration of, of hospitals and medical, so that the, the medical provider is, in fact, the insurer as well. And until we get to that point, I, 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 I don't know what the solution is. I think you're just going to have in, in premiums continuing so to rise because everyone's to trying to make a buck off the system. Companies. I, I agree with my socialist friend, Moose, Bernie Sanders, and Miller. <laughs> I know he's single pair. He's breaking up the insurance companies. I, I am my not biggest issue right now. I said to Howie the other day. I, I just don't. It's like Trump's mo is just to shake everything up. And right. quite frankly, I don't want everything shaken up. I want to lead a nice, peaceful life. I don't want to be fighting with everybody. And he just is fighting to fight. He doesn't. Even, does he even no, he really isn't. understand? He's not fighting does he to really fight at all. even understand? Listen, Moose, before you go, does he really even understand 
in any way, shape, or form how these trade deals will really affect our entire economy. The guy has operated in one sector yes. in his entire now, that career. that I disagree he with. Have a that I, I think he is very well aware of, of what these trade deals are, and he's very well aware of what his hysterical phone call with the guy from the woman from Taiwan accomplished. He accomplished exactly what he wanted to do, which, which was what? to tell the Chinese, you're not the guys in charge. Okay, that's but that great, wasn't a trade deal thing. But All right, and the Chinese knew it and, and accepted it. And we live in a world now where we have to do commerce with them. And quite frankly, and we will do commerce with them. They're not going to stop doing commerce with us. There's not. Listen, I'm, listen. I'm, I don't want to like pull my. There's not you know, I'm an international trade attorney, so I feel like I have a little bit of expertise in this stuff. Like you've got, yeah. you know, and it's and it's pretty simple. Like if you want more jobs in America, okay, great, we'll give you more jobs in America. But be prepared as a consumer to pay a lot more right. for for what you're buying, and you can, you can't have both. You can't have cheaper goods. And that made is in America. Counter, counter to the entire philosophy of the Republicans about cut taxes, low cost. If, if people are going to be paying more for everything, Trump is not a Republican. Well, who right. cares? But, but he cares? does have to get things through a Republican Congress. And he will, because the people who are in that Republican Congress owe their jobs to him. Well, because they're afraid of the fact that if they go against him, that when they're up for re-election, he has a very vocal minority of, of voters who are going to stick with him. No yeah, matter I don't think that correct. was the case until he won. Now that he won, I, they, I agree with that. And they showed yes, right. that they would stick right. with him, which but, is but, why the, the, the entire matter could be solved if we had term limits. I wish we did. If the president yeah, but sticking on the trade situation, like I, I, I tend to agree a, with Alan. Six, president yeah. and Senate should have a six-year term limit. Congressmen should have a four-year term limit. I would go longer than that, but, you know, that's just... No, uh, why? Well, let's just, on that why trade, I think, on that? That, I think the trade uh, subject is critical to the whole conversation. It's basically what he ran on. Just this, this whole idea about he's going to save... About bringing jobs back America. here. Which you can do. You can slap on the 40% tariff, but the consumer is going to pay that 40% tariff. Negotiate these deals. Yeah, but Moose, if he does that, right? He renegotiates it. Now things aren't made in China. They're made in the United States. You're going to pay so much as a consumer. You're going to pay a lot more for the thing that was previously made in China. And and if you're okay with that, great. But just know that that's going to be the effect. Well, well, that is going to be the effect. And as an American, I am willing to pay more. Yeah, but then you only have a set amount of disposable income. So you're not going to be spending, you're not going to say, okay, I'm not going to, I'm going to move it to a lesser house so that I can spend more on my air conditioners from carrier. Like, like, it's not the way the world works. Let me say, one out of every three planes sold by Boeing is bought by the Chinese. (laughs) So you really want to start getting in wars so that they start just buying them all from Airbus? I, I, I just don't see how this is going to end well. Any and I want to anybody in this country. The other thing was the carrier deal, which you know he's he's going around taking bows for, which they got a sweetheart deal from the governor of Indiana, Mike Pence, and now you have other companies who are saying, well, you know, what about us? And then his 
threat that if you take them, we're going to slap a 35% tariff. So like I think Howie said earlier, or maybe Alan, that so Americans will be paying more for goods. And don't think that if they put a 35% tariff on foreign products, don't you think American companies will say, well, we could raise ours 10 or 15%. We'll still be under them. Everything, exactly. Everything will be more expensive. It's amazing how the consumer... The con- there, there isn't any. It's a fixed pie, but nobody you, talks about the consumer willing, end of this issue. The solution are you is willing to cut social spending. Uh, I'm willing to raise taxes on everybody, number one, uh, but especially on people who have a lot, and not the tax code that uh, Donald Trump's going to put into effect. Because I do believe that Clintonomics is superior to Reaganomics in terms of how our economy does. So that's one right. way. Okay, so, so that's number one. And number two, I would want to invest in the types of industries that are going to grow. And I think that they could be, you know, whether it's computers and alternative energies or whatever is out there as a growth industry. I Why think is that the alternative energy company going bankrupt? You know, you're right, but there's got to be something in my mind beyond using corn or sugar or, you know, there's got to be, and if we could somehow come to that as a country and become the suppliers of energy instead of the consumers. Yeah, there is. There's a very simple, cheap answer. Okay. Nuclear power. Coal is dirty energy. Nuclear Uh, power is the cleanest energy. It, it, it is, but I'm not sure we want nuclear-powered, you know, vehicles or, you know, it's like... Yeah. No, <laughs> I mean, I'm, a little, cyni- I'm a little bit more cynical vehicles, on this issue. But I, I, I nuclear mean, power could power every... replace every coal-driven um, plant in this country. I think there's something that we have to, that we haven't... Just, like, people talk about, like, fuel cells, and I don't understand this stuff, but we need to go to that next... And I, we that next generation of, of energy. Uh, yeah, but I, I kind of feel like, like just the way that history is progressing and, and the way automation is, is taking place, I, I just feel as though like this, and I've said this on a prior podcast, maybe with you guys too, that we, we've had for like maybe 400, 500 years this, this great equilibrium of like human labor being required to provide the goods and services that then humans want and so it's been this great thing where, like, okay, I can go work an eight-hour day, and, 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 and the labor that I put out there brings me income that I can then spend on goods. And, and I feel like that's becoming a little bit out of, out of balance now because yes. of automation. And I just feel as though, like, I don't know how many jobs are going to exist for people in the next 50, 100, 200 years. Like, most so much is going to be – and we have to sort of revamp our whole sort of society, well, I think. You, Did you read you about the Amazon supermarket? You're, you're talking cool. population yeah, I've heard of it, yeah. control. You realize you're talking population control. <laughs> no, no, I don't no, think, no, I'm, no, I'm, I I don't think so. I think I'm talking about socialism more than I'm talking. Like, I think that's going to have to be this, this, this okay. way of like, earning income that doesn't depend on your labor. Well, it's not just that, Howie. You and I discussed this like a couple weeks ago. What if, hypothetically, because of automation, efficiency, our ability to produce things, what if every human being in America could have a home, clothing, and food. And it costs us three grand a year for each person to do that because we've become so efficient. What's so wrong with that? 
If everyone is nothing, the shame is we're already there. We can already do that. What, what is the problem with that? What is this idea that all we are here to do is work, 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 because it's a chase and it, let's embrace that. Let's embrace having free time to go spend it with our families. Let's take advantage of the automation, not go, oh, what can I do to fill up all 40 hours of the week so I'm working my ass off. Yeah, when, if you don't somebody's got some feeling, feedback going. Yeah, I think we need to achieve the singularity, you know. Yeah, but it's almost, but it's almost because I, I am like, listen, I'm a strong capitalist and I'm sort of Republican, but at the end of the day, I'm almost like, shit, man, things are changing. And, and the thing that made our society what it was for the last 200 years, and I think America was very fortunate to be on this catch that wave of like, great, this balance of human labor versus in, in producing income and producing yes. gross domestic product. Like, I think those days are kind of, dw- not that they're over, but I think they're definitely declining. And, Listen, and, and we're going to have to sort of figure that out and revamp what our society is about and how people actually, you know, maintain their life. Did you see that Amazon supermarket? Yes. I did. It's going to be people-less. Basically, right. you pull the product off the shelf and it, it, it rings it up on your, on your mobile phone through an app. And you're like you walk out like you're, like, like you're walking under the easy pass thing and it just fills everything and Send it to your, send the receipt to your well, email. Well, that's a little further down the road. Just look at self-driving trucks. Those are right, right, right. Talking about three There'll million no people who truck drivers. Three what are you going to do with those trucks? Are you going to make them like now computer programmers? Like it's just, and then the computer programmers eventually going to go by the wayside too. There's going to be algorithms that create computer programs. Artificial it's just like we're sort of like it's just going to accelerate. I agree. That's but that's I, that why my, you're my talking population is, control. So sterilization begins when? No, I just think that it creates a society that's less dependent on production and work and is more just focused on living life and enjoying life. There's a lot of psychological ego vested in our system, too. And if you sort of created a new system where that's not the case, where maybe your ego is more vested in learning things or knowledge or art as opposed to, all right, I go to work and I earn this much money every day, like, I think that I think we'd be much better off for it. And I think I we have the capability agree. of doing that, which is... It would be like summer camp year-round. There you go. That's, Bring right? it back. That's exactly my point. What if we could Not socialism, Swagoism. It is, man. The healthcare system is one infirmary. <laughs> the only thing is you have to live in a bunk with a lot of other people. All right. All right. It's going to be weird with the wives, but okay. <laughs> My takeaway from this whole this podcast is fuck Trumpism. Let's go for Swagoism. There you go. Swagoism. I like it. I like it as a political just philosophy. Remember, just remember one thing about Swagoism, my friends. Yes. Yes. While we enjoyed the benefits of Swagoism, <laughs> someone else paid for those benefits. Uh, uh, you had to wake that up. But it was still. Agreed, uh, but somebody also profited from that. So it wasn't just it wasn't I just sort of a one-on-one, one-to-one deal, right? Like Dave well, made money. Like, there's nothing wrong with profit. No, but I'm just How saying. That no, no, but but I'm saying in the future, if we go swagoism, there won't be a profit. There'll be it'll be just a system. Well, I think there could be it could be a balance. But how do we move from pure capitalism or whatever the hell we we do in this country that's towards that to swagoism? To a combination That's the biggest of political question living, of the day, I think. Easy living, <laughs> with a, with easy living with a little work thrown in. So, you so you're not so concerned about the money you're making. It's more about like, the softball skills. Quality exactly. of life, baby. Quality of life. It's all about the senior show. <laughs> exactly. There you go. 
You know, I always said, though, I do have this feeling like if nursing homes reached out to summer camps like, and said, all right, you know what, we're the official you know, senior home of Camp Suegos, Fatona, like, that'd be a big no, selling no, point for me. <laughs> right? Yeah, listen, I would. I'd be like, really? Who's there? Like, oh, you know. Uh, that, that, that is a very interesting, uh, interesting uh, point because a lot of these assisted living facilities, they're sort of like camp. Yeah, I mean, you're sort of like, you're, you're paired up with people that are in your family. I think it's like, I, th- I don't know why no one's sort of thought of that before and tied it all together. It smells and it's like senior, when you're, And there's when Jewish you're, senior homes, which correlate with the camps. So it's like when you're younger, you have this beautiful quasi-socialist environment to live amongst your people. When you get older, you have that. Let's just fill that in the middle also now. Fuck it. I, I know. <laughs> I, 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 I agree. I agree. But you know what? It's, it's a huge psychological shift, right? Because like we've been raised in a society where, like, especially if you're a guy, not to be sexist, but like a lot of your ego is based on your career and, and what you do for work. And, and if we sort of yeah. like took that out a little bit and not made that as important, I think it would just be this huge, huge shift in sort of our thinking. And, 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 and for everyone, That's better. That's 100% opposite of what Trump is. Right. To, to make who you are more important than what you do. Well, maybe, maybe Trump yeah. is the supernova of this, and then it, then it goes good. away, you know, then starts to decline. Uh, well, yeah, he's the big bang theory here. <laughs> Let's hope the supernova accomplishes it before it, our whole world explodes. <laughs> yeah, I'm not worried about the world. About, I, I mean, I, I'm actually optimistic about Trump. I'm, I really am. I think he's just going to serve almost as a figurehead, and, yeah, he's going to rub people the wrong way, and he's not going to be diplomatic. He's going to be an arrogant prick. But I think things will get better. I, think, I just think he'll appoint the right people in the right positions and, and they'll do, do good jobs. I mean, that's my hope. We'll see if he can follow the Constitution. Yeah, I mean, if he doesn't, right? I mean, people will call him on it. Like, that's the beauty of it. Like, I, I think we... What's your guys' take on, on this whole, like, fake news thing? Well, well, before that, Andrew Jackson famously said, the guy who I would compare it to is when the Supreme mm-hmm. Court ruled against him. He says, well, they had their decision. Now let them enforce it. Right, I remember that's a great quote. Which is essentially a fuck you to the court. A little separation of power issue. And and yeah, completely. And you know, Trump might be the the same way. Yeah, but I just feel like we're so all like that next day people will be on Twitter and Facebook calling him out and calling him a prick and like I just think we're so connected that way we don't even realize it. And 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 tying that into the fake news thing, like I just kind of feel like. There's this great democratization of information. And yes, there's going to be a lot of bullshit thrown in there, but I feel like but everyone's, everyone's available to call bullshit on the bullshit. So, uh, over, I don't give, but, you're giving people too much faith. Most I people, have faith in people. Every, everybody, isn't, everybody isn't looking to fact check everything in life. They accept a lot of Yeah, but, but enough people will where they'll point it out and, 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 and they'll catch up. I think it is. I don't know. It's not happening now. It's not happening no, that it, way. No, it's not going to happen because people want to believe what they're going to believe. It's exactly. a post-truth society. We know, I think we spoke about whoever, the idea whoever, that. Uh, it's whoever yells the loudest and whoever threatens the most. Yeah, I mean, but there's Trump's also facts. Out. There's you also verifiable know. facts. But people or don't believe them facts. facts. And, and people now debate facts, and people mis- they interpret them in ways that don't seem to be factual. Uh, and people don't listen to the same facts. They have their facts. It, it's a big difference in that regard. 
Uh, well, here's, here's my both? issue with facts. I, like, I had a big debate with a friend of mine the other night, Alan. It was actually Weiss. And he was, he was sort of yeah. defending, like, the New York Times and, 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 and journalism, historic journalism. And, and he said, you know, they get the facts. They get the f-. And I said, yeah, you know what? There's it, a big difference between getting the who, what, and where facts. Like, those are objective. But it's the why, right? Like, that's always the sort of you can't help but lend your own subjectivity to the sure. why aspect of things. Absolutely. So well, analysis objective, will include. Objective journalism ended with It has to have that. Or else you're just gonna you need one stenographer. Like you, you don't have objective journalism. Yeah, yeah, but give me uh, you know what? But um, then either objectively give me the who, what, where, when, and leave out the why. And but uh, or or you know tell me your why, but let me don't claim that that is the real news as opposed to somebody else's why. That's the fake news. Oh, but you but you can get that if you want. Uh, you know, yeah, but the why has no facts in the fake news. And, you know, but, but listen, the why let's, let's, talk, you want, let's bring up one. Can we bring up a topic here that's a little sort of controversial, but I'm happy to deal with it? This, this Pizzagate issue. Right. Are you guys familiar with it? Uh, the store that, that they were accused of being a sex ring in Washington. Right. Yeah, the, yeah they were accusing Clinton and others of being Podesta, a child, right. child sex scandal that was secretively happening at that comet. With pizza underground place. tunnels to underground other pizza tunnels, places. You know. Crazy thing, right. Yeah. Right. Now, listen, I don't know shit, right? But I know, like, I looked at, the, at their Instagram account for that place and the, and the art that they had on the walls, and the shit's a little questionable, man. It's got, there's one picture of, like, a girl with her masking tape, her wrists are, are taped down to a, to, a, to a table, and it's just, it's just, it would be weird regardless. And I'm not saying, well, that proves yeah. that there's something there, but then I'll read, like, the New York Times and the Washington Post debunking of the story, calling it this fringe conspiracy theory, and they don't even address, like, the, the funky Instagram account or the funky art on the walls or, or Podesta's email and his sort of, like, supposed code language of using pizza with a handkerchief and some weird shit going on. And to me, it's like, well, you know, listen, you got to be... Hawaiian pizza. <laughs> I'm go. not sure I get what you're saying, Howie. What, what should they be addressing? No, my, my, my point is I just feel like it's, it's better left for the public to sort of judge... Like, I trust individual intellect. Like, I trust individuals to be able to make their own decisions about, you know, what is why? true, what's not true, or what's, or what's mostly why, undecided. Why would you trust individuals? Why would you trust because I, because I believe in Because I believe in human intellect. I believe in human ability to discern facts from fiction. The human ability well, to discern facts is one of the biggest false narratives of, of, of civilization. People... If they're not led to where they have to be, they won't go there. They will just just drift like. I'm, I'm, I'm with Moose on this one. That's so. Right. It's so cynical. You're, you're, I don't know. I mean, I, I, listen. I just feel like that that people are good. People are not inherently good. People I think they are. are. Well, I don't know about that. People are inherently stupid. People are inherently... <laughs> but that's different than inherently good or bad, right? There's two do. things. There's a good heart and good, good, good mind, right? We're talking two different things. Yeah, I don't agree You think they can't discern facts and they're, and they're bad-hearted? I think that people will discern facts the way they want to. In their own interest. Facts. Yeah. There's, There's no, no question such, about that. There actually are. The only facts that there truly are are scientific facts and historical facts. Someone died on this date. 
Right, the, the who, earth, what, where, why. Not, not the why, but the who, what, where, when. 93 million miles from the earth. Anything else is not fact. Anything else is opinion. And well, listen, for what, the longest time, opinion was taken as fact. And like I said earlier, fact was destroyed after Watergate. Because that is when journalists realized that they could be famous. And journalists were famous during the progressive era. Lincoln Steffens, I think Sinclair. Yeah, the there, there were famous journalists. But there, too, they were not famous for their journalism. They were famous for their opinions. And the no, they were, they were investigative journalists. Opinions. They wrote about Standard Oil and you know, government corruption. I mean, they were incredible uh, activists just in their writing. It's not, you know, and I agree that uh, Watergate did lead to the sort of the sexiness of the investigative journalist. There are too many outlets now where if you, if you want to call it mainstream journalism, historical journalism, historical journalism could control the story because yeah. there, weren't, there weren't outlets to get it out there. Right. Now, there were. now every, everything is a story. Yeah, someone gets mugged, people don't go to help the person, they have their phones filming it. Yeah, yeah we're, we're people, still help. Help. People, people will still help. But there'll I be the people that we'll film it to. Gentlemen, this has been a very great conversation. It has been. This, has been. this might be the most sort of like heady intellectual conversation ever had on the ski slope. Yeah, probably but, nobody uh, listened to it. Politically. I'm, I'm By the way, did everyone see the picture I posted of the remnants of the ski slope? Yes, I did. Thank you. I that maybe uh, made my heart uh, very nice enlarge. Good talking with you guys. Let's. let's <laughs> all right, everyone. Yes, well, all right. I'm going to go. I don't this know has been great. Uh, let's. This has let's been. Let's move towards Swagoism, and uh, you know maybe that's the salvation <laughs> right. of our country. I think we know the title Swagoism. for the podcast, guys. Right. All right. But love you, you guys. Realize that the opposite yes. of Swagoism would be Tyler Hallism. Yeah. I'm glad, listen, that's that's a whole like fascistic bullshit philosophy I'm not into. Uh, where you, you yeah. go to like if you lose into camp you don't get dinner, right? Like exactly. It's like North Korea. Yeah. <laughs> All right, on that note, guys. Noonway, peace out. All right, Ed, I'll see you over the weekend. Lucky boost, bye bye. Uh-huh.